0: There there we are. Yay.
1: We're live. And look at this. It's Evil Engine in my car.
2: Oh. (laughs)
0: There.
1: Uh, It's Car Con Carne, the world's only food podcast recorded in a car. We're outside Epic Deli in McHenry, one of my favorite places on Earth. You've never
2: eaten here. I've never eaten here. No.
1: Here's the thing. Evil Engine, tonight, as I speak, they're playing at Epic Deli. There's some danger. There's some risk involved with you performing after eating food from Epic Deli. (laughs) There's nowhere to nap. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I burp a lot, too. Okay, so really
1: <laughs> let it all out. Yeah. Let it go. I should mention this podcast is lovingly brought to you by the fine folks at Boost Mobile. BoostMobile.com. Go there. Go to a brick-and-mortar outlet. It is endless fun and really the best deal for cellular. Boost Mobile. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. Okay, Evil Engine is here. We are at Epic Deli, where Tyler Wildy, the proprietor, is a mad scientist with food. And he has given us food to try here in the parking lot. Ooh. Oh, boy. Evil Engine. Let's see what we have here. These are the mm-hmm. fried pickles. I am such a fan of these. <laughs> How do you feel about fried pickles? I'm,
0: I, I love them. I'm in for it. I am a huge fan
2: of fried pickles. All
1: food. right, I'm going to send these back.
2: There you go, fellas.
1: And these you guys think, oh, this it. is great. Yeah. Score, we got the fried pickles. But wait, Chrissy. I'm going to spit my gum out.
2: It's getting serious. It
1: is getting serious because we in the front seat have elotes balls. Dude, dude Manbro. Dude. Dude,
2: dude, 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 man bro? Dude, man, bro. What does that mean? Those That's just all of everything it all at once. Every every little bit. Are right, right, taking a elote ball? Oh God, it's happening. I get it's to go hap- first. <clears throat>
1: well, yeah, you're, oh, I'm you're the front person. The with my oh, like, oh wait, do, do you want a little citrus on that? Do, do, I? It yeah, check- do I? absolutely. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Alright, so we
1: low taste here, our right. corn and mayo cheese and, and mayo. Yeah. Uh huh. How are the pickles, guys?
3: They are awesome. Bom.
2: Cheers, hookers.
3: Very
1: good. Cheers, hookers.
0: Look,
3: look, look, look. Some more. <laughs> <laughs> right? These are still I was mentioning I like that they do the chips instead of the spears. So I'm um, I'm on team chip for, pickle, for fried pickles. <laughs> I'm a, I'm fried pickle
2: spears are kind of the worst. <laughs>
1: These pickled chips are great. Oh, I like the uh, the little dusting of cheese on the outside.
2: I believe that's cojita cheese.
1: I believe you are correct.
2: Mm.
1: All right, should we you do guys, a trade? Do you
0: guys, mm-hmm. you guys want to pass these forward? Yep, let's do it. Do I don't it.
1: think my arms work like this, but...
0: I think you're good.
2: There you go. Okay. Elote balls. Chrissy, have it? Oh, boy, oh, boy.
1: Mm.
2: Oh. This is so creamy. <laughs> what kind of sauce do these come with?
1: Is it kind of like a ranch with a dill, maybe? So
2: I'm about to investigate this sauce. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So
3: hungry.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Right?
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: So did you know, Evil Engine, there's a sandwich here named after me. Really? Mm? Mm-hmm. Which one? The JVO.
2: Oh dog. Mm-hmm. How did I not make that connection? <laughs> What's on it?
1: It's obscene. It's it's on cornbread, it's open face. On cornbread it's pulled pork, bacon. Deep-fried pork belly, coleslaw, and fried pickles.
2: I'm ordering this. I'm ordering (laughs) this tonight. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God.
3: Did you make that up, or was it bestowed Mm -hmm. upon you? Oh, That's cool. Oh, these are so good. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, Okay, so, like, I got to get this out here, but, like, it's like, there's a lot of people claiming this, but, like, I know that Jamie actually invented this. (laughs) I was just talking about this with Colin, but uh, Jamie... Invented like back in like 2004, he invented a double cheeseburger with caram with like caramel on it.
1: With caramel.
0: With caramel,
1: and what, what kind of stoner creation is that?
3: <laughs> i actually not a stoner at all. It's just, um, Stone cold sober. I think it might have been more like poor kid thought, is, like <laughs> well, just whatever is laying around, you just put together. <laughs>
0: but it's ridiculous, and like uh, we've we've actually like uh, we we pitched it to um, like uh, I, like I for, like I forgot where like where we pitched it to, but like.
2: That's me low like, a lotte ball while oh, you're yeah. yapping. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> thanks, buddy.
0: But yeah, but like we've been trying to like get this in like into the mix, and like now there's a place called uh, Nick's Organic Fast Food mm-hmm. that like every time I go in there now, it's like they like give me like a, a little side of caramel dip because I always order the uh, uh, the double cheeseburger. Like you got to get it plain. I get it with bacon and caramel dip now.
1: It's a little sweet and savory. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mike's
0: an artist. <laughs> but I, but, I, but that's that's all to Jamie's credit. I had like nothing to do with that. I, I just I just. I'm the proprietor of it, I guess. I, I, I like, make a, every, everybody... Uh, I, I I spread the joy
2: of the I, I
1: just hope that, Chrissy, your eye roll was captured by the microphone mm-hmm. when you said that. I, I just hope I somehow managed to pick that one up.
2: I, I do. I do emote a lot with my face. All
1: right, so Evil Engine, throat clear, <clears>
2: throat>
1: <laughs> fried food, cheese, dairy, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, band history. How did the band get started?
2: Ooh, that's a Mike question. I always defer that one to Mike. Sure.
1: (laughs) So um,
0: back in uh, 2014, it was a concept and uh, we um, it it was uh, I had a I had a drummer uh, from 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 my childhood that I played with in the vial uh, called uh, his name is Connor McCann. And we um, we decided to just start up a punk band again because we've been playing through like various projects and stuff like that. Had a bunch of different like lineup changes, never left like really like the basement. And uh, I was like, you know what, dude, I'm going to shelf this until, like, I can find some like musicians, like, who are, you know, who, who can commit to this. And uh, I kept writing uh, throughout, like, 2015. And uh, we finally um, kind of, like, solidified something, like, haphazardly after Chrissy went viral. <laughs>
1: Um uh, we can talk about that, right? Of course. <laughs> okay.
0: And uh so like we're like all right, I guess we got to do this now and uh we went in and we we recorded a single like that night and um it's like uh by September 2015 uh like we were kind of a band
2: <laughs> necessity and, is uh, the mother of Yeah, we like, we played like
0: maybe like four or five shows and then uh, uh our um uh our old guitarist who I will not mention uh <laughs> he uh he called it quits and like just like pretty much just like left and like uh just just booked it for florida and like we were like okay what now it's like you know we have a bunch of uh like shows coming up and stuff like that that we that like we booked and stuff um and then uh chrissy left for big brother so we were dropping and we'll talk e- about that too yeah so for, like, we for we were, people so, who are
1: unfamiliar with the band it, yeah so we were spoiler warning uh chrissy ends up on reality tv <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> so we were dropping a so we were dropping an ep at the time and uh we pretty much like uh, I asked Jamie like he's been my best friend for 17 years and like I was like dude I was like uh, you want to play guitar for us and like he just moved back at that time from Colorado so he was like yeah sure and uh and so we pretty much been a band since like October 2016 so it's like I'd like to say that we're like like a solid band at 2016 uh Jamie's
1: on the album okay so really brand new band for all intents and purposes More or yeah. Less. yeah I mean really you're talking about a year to this to this day
3: I we still have that new band smell you do <laughs> is hey, that what that is
1: it is a fetching scent can you pass those pickles right back up here yeah, <laughs> because oh my god <laughs> I see you just kind of hang, hanging that yes, over if your... you're doing it I'm doing it yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright somebody pass me the loading ball okay hang on <laughs> it's happening see I did. Here, why don't I hold this <laughs> thank you,
2: <laughs> you you pass thank you see it's a shame this isn't being I just filmed need one. because yeah. we're working so or well all. together we're well, it's okay so
1: a ballet.
3: <laughs> let's talk
1: about the EP uh, you recorded it. You redid the guitar parts. Can we talk about the cover?
3: <laughs> the most
1: misleading cover in the history of punk rock?
2: <laughs> who, who gets to talk about the cover? Can I do it? Yeah. It was your idea. Was your okay. Idea. So the legend goes, Mike had come up with the name of the EP long before we came up with the cover. The name of the EP is Nullius and Verba, which is Latin, loosely translated to take no one's word for it. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to design a cover that was a little... A little misleading, but at the same time wouldn't be, I mean, a lot of, how do I say this? A lot of our subject matter is very serious, and we have a lot of sort of like Trojan-horsed political themes <laughs> and social things. If I may uh,
0: interject, too, like, um, like...
2: Uh, I'm Nulis sorry, Sinverba. Mike knows better than I do.
0: <laughs> Nulys and Verba is the, um, it's, it's the motto of the Royal Society. The Royal I am going to get to that, but he didn't want to let me finish, no. so I'm going <laughs> to eat a lote ball, and he's going to
2: tell you the rest of it. Go ahead, No, I'm good. I'm Go
0: I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Now this happens all the time. Now I have a
2: mouthful of food, so you have to say something. No, but it's mm-hmm.
0: the it's the matter with the Royal Society, and like they were one of the first establishments that actually like bucked the system of like of like religious Reich, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I wanted to say.
1: <laughs> Good talk. Yeah. And so the cover. So, yeah. Explain what the cover is.
2: So we had tossed around a lot of different ideas for what we thought would be worth it to kind of, you know, we we had talked about. Well, I don't want to give any of those away because we might end up using them <laughs> later on for artwork of any kind of nature. But basically what we wanted to do was find something that was misleading, but at the same time still showed off our sense of humor because a lot of our, a lot of our subject matter is really, really serious. Mm-hmm. So the idea had come about and I was like, hey, how about we take a picture of Mike's butt in a bra because <laughs> it would look like a really nice set of curvy little boobies. But in reality, it's a butt take no one's word for it Mm -hmm. and everybody kind of was like "Eh, i don't know about that like that could either come off really hilarious or really stupid and
1: mike's butt's really smooth
2: thank you i had to shave it that morning Actually, you did not i did i you've never been close to someone ever in your life until you have shaved their butt crack my crack not my whole butt yeah no most of his butt is very like you know smooth as you said and you know free of any kind of hair or blemish but i did have to shave the crack and I will never let him live that down.
1: That's a certain level of closeness that you attain as a man. Never mm-hmm.
2: expected to be that close. No, no. How could you? Um, but yeah, I actually, somewhere on my one of my old phones, I have a screen cap of me FaceTiming with Mike when I asked him to just try the bra on his butt cheeks and let's see how it looks. And I screen capped it because in the corner, there's the little front facing camera of me crying laughing. <laughs> and he's holding it up, looking over his shoulder like, do you think it works? and <laughs> once i pitched it to everybody like that everybody kind of was like okay well we're under the the gun cuz i had been uh, asked at that point to be on big brother and I was like i'm leaving we need to shoot a a photo for this let's just do it and we took one crack at it no pun intended <laughs> In my basement, and... You,
1: you
3: intended every part of that. I didn't, line, actually. As I
2: said that, I was like, boo, Rodolphe, what a terrible I class. passed up a butthole
3: joke a second ago, and... That's your fault. I was going to say, Mike was going to have me shave his ass, but he doesn't trust me with a razor near his, his, <laughs> his private, so...
2: Why was I trusted with the razor? That's not fair.
3: All
1: right, so, let's take a step back. Chrissy went viral.
2: <laughs> yes. Here's the thing. I
1: discovered your band before I discovered this stuff about you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, I, you are one of few. I and I realized that. Like uh, this, I, I kind of had to do research. I didn't know any of this. I found the music before I found out. You went viral working at Ed DeBavex. <laughs> yes. Explain that. It, was this awful? <clears throat>
2: um. Yes and no. I mean. The, the thing about going viral is it's it's something that you don't believe actually happens to anyone in real life right until it happens to you. You know, I worked at that place for I worked at Ed to for almost 12 years and you know, it was a Chicago landmark. Everybody that went there knew the experience. So the idea that someone else wouldn't understand the shtick never really occurred to me and people filmed me all the time sure. at that job and it never really went anywhere so I never really thought about it and that was just another day. To this day, I still maintain that that's not some of my best work. Um, I think there were lots of interactions I would had with people that were considerably funnier, but that is the one that ended up going viral, and you know, it's it's a double edged sword because on one hand, you know, that video got licensed; somebody bought that video from the. How person is that who took even? It. I wish I knew. Yeah, I'm sure that's a sore <laughs> subject, but it is a sore subject because I mean, I on one hand, I do, I do have. Some avenues of legal recourse I could take, but at the end of the day, does it really even matter? Am I really seems gonna like chase, so much work yeah am I really going to chase a menial amount of money that someone basically sold my identity, my work, my character that I created? To make money off of licensing, but at the same time, God, I hate people. <laughs> <Samesies>. <laughs> same Z especially when they're time, like loaded. Right. Well, yeah, they they don't need the money. Uh, God, but it's
0: the president of Unique or something like that, right?
2: It's yeah, it's the mother of the CEO. But that's neither here nor there. The the he, the, the question that was asked is, is it awful? And it's
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, you've got. Great hosting <laughs> skills. Way <laughs> <laughs> to bring it back.
2: I've, I've done this a couple mm-hmm. of times, and I know how easy it is to kind of go off on a tangent. Um, in reality, it's it's cool to have something like that happen because it is definitely a nice little springboard to every single person that has something to say about it. Well, check out my band. Check out the fact that I'm yeah. a real human being. But, yeah, I mean, every morning I get something new on my, you know, some social media platform where somebody wants to kill me or punch me in the face. God. Or, yeah. yeah, like grown men. Out. Grown men want to fight me and kill me. That's that's a thing for doing your job. Yeah, for, d- for working in a theme restaurant in I a just, video where I'm clearly wearing a costume. <laughs>
0: I just love the guys who like who, who are like all like look like, yeah if I was there I'd knock fucking brains out you know and it's just like it's like dude it's like you're you're like a grown ass man like it's yes. like so like you're condoning violence on women for doing their job and their- you know mm-hmm. you
1: just know and we don't need to go too far down this road but you just know if it were a male in that viral video he would not be posting the same things correct.
2: Correct. Without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely.
1: God, I, you know, I worked. I
2: should know my place, right? Oh Jesus!
1: I worked for many years before I was in radio. I worked at Dick's Last Resort.
2: Mm. Awesome. <laughs> that was the competition. That
1: was the competition. Yep. Um, it was exhausting for me
2: mm-hmm.
1: playing that role of the asshole server.
2: Yep, I hated it.
1: It was it was emotionally draining. Mm-hmm. So I, I can understand what that was like. And, and then, people
2: ask you all the time, "Isn't it so easy?" And you're no. like, "No, it's not." <laughs>
1: God, it's so much easier to be
2: nice. Well, you make better money when you're in a legit bad mood. Right. But at the same time, like if you have to put on that persona, it gets it's 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 still the best job I ever had, but at the same time, it's it's a lot and then you come home and you don't want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be on anymore.
1: Right, exactly. So, you did that, it went viral. And that led to you getting a call from Big Brother?
2: They stalked me. Okay. So, <laughs> The, the long and the short of it is, they when they cast reality shows, sometimes they'll pull people from the cattle calls. They do have mm-hmm. big casting processes, and they'll, they'll pull people, but some people, they handpick because they think they'd make good TV. Sure. And for whatever reason, the viral video landed in the hands of a casting director. That casting director then saw some of the news clips that I had done to talk about the viral video and how it was you know, enhancing and also ruining my life at the same time. God. And... This particular casting director was like, you know what, I really like her, she's articulate, she's funny, she's interesting, let's try and put her on this show, and they had originally hit me up for a different reality show that CBS owns, and I shot them down, and I, you know, thanks, but no thanks, I really appreciate it, but think of me in the future. Fast forward about six months, they called me and they asked me if I'd want to be on Big Brother, and I said no. And they called me back and they said, "Do you want to be on Big Brother?" And I said no. And I shot it down a couple of times, but I really, I really liked the casting director. who's a really cool dude, and so through talking to him, and I'm, I'm, I'm a people pleaser. I've always been, and through not wanting to let him down, I was like, I agreed to at least watch a couple seasons of the show, see if it's something I think I could be good at, and before I knew it I was on a plane to Los Angeles oh my lord <laughs> and the rest is history
1: so you give me hope I, I'm still holding out to get a call for Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy that would, that would I'm hoping that, great. that someone will say yeah that, that radio guy he'd be great on Jeopardy he <laughs> would
2: consume considerably less of your life than Big Brother
1: would no doubt well and you went pretty much all the way
2: I went all the way to the end yeah I mean I, the season I was on was the only season that had a top three as far as I know but I made it to the final three and Mike likes to tell me all the time that I'm first place loser
1: I bet he does. Because I'm not the
2: runner-up. I'm first-place loser. <laughs> so.
1: so looking back on it, were you glad you did that? You went through the experience?
2: Um, that answer sort of changes day by day. <laughs> Ultimately, yes, I'm very glad that I did it, and I'm grateful for CBS having me out there and giving me that kind of a platform to really prove to myself what I was made of. But at the same time, I missed out on, you know, the, the EP release got delayed almost two months because I wasn't home. And I missed out on doing a lot of things with my band. It was an interesting kind of strain, but also rebirth to my actual relationship. Um, but it was just, it's, I'm glad I did it. And I'd probably do it again if they asked me to. But at the same time, I'd be sitting there on the plane to Los Angeles going, why am I doing this? Just like I did it the first time. So.
1: so for the guys sitting in the backseat, the rest of the band, was this a good thing for the band that Chrissy went did Big Brother?
3: Uh, yeah, it's, it's afforded us a few opportunities that I'm pretty sure we would not have been uh, privy to before. Like, we got to play New York this year. Um, That's and great. I, I mean, we obviously would have played in New York eventually, but we uh, kind of got springboarded into a, a, a gig there at a really cool historic venue. Um, and yeah, who knows if that would have ever happened without that. So I, I'd say, I mean, barring the obvious uh, price that it's taken on our on <laughs> sanity or, or her relationship, I would say it's it's been good. You know, I wouldn't <laughs> want to step over that. But
1: when when she said she was going to go do it, did you think, oh shit, there goes the band?
0: <laughs> Never, no. Because
2: we all thought of- I was coming home in a week.
1: <laughs> oh, right, no way she's going the distance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This will be over before it starts. Mm-hmm.
0: All we did was just keep practicing, and we just kept writing new stuff, and like now we have, you know, like you know, now we got some new stuff. <laughs> Our
2: projected release date for the EP last year was Halloween. I moved into that house on September 28th. I had every intention of being home in time to play an album release show. I had no clue that Re- I would have lasted that whole time. I don't think anybody else did either. Originally, we like we were only a
3: month and a half or two behind the original release date, which by Kickstarter standards is still pretty Well, cuz we a true were supposed story. to cuz we were
0: supposed to release it in like July or something like that. And then like and then we had to re-record the whole thing.
1: So, all right, so, lo- looking ahead. So salty. The, the EP is out. Um, we're outside Epic Deli where you're performing as we're recording tonight in early December. Do we get to see you after this, or is this it for 2017?
2: By the time this comes out, we will have already played at Liar's Club with a band called Tiger Sex on December 15th. And if you went to that show, you get a high five.
1: Absolutely. All right, so that's it for this year, but uh, you're going to be busy next year. I know you're You're planning to do more new music.
2: Correct. We have an entire EP totally written, ready to go at this point. Um we're working on getting our crowdfunding um, campaign together so we can afford to record the damn thing. But we're looking to hit the studio. What do you guys think? Like March, I think, was our projected maybe earlier? Yeah, it's March somewhere in there. March. Yes. March.
1: <laughs> um, and w- since politics play a part in the songs you write, the lyrics you write, it seems like you'll have no shortage of songwriting resources oh, no. heading into the new year.
2: No, there's, there's gold. I
3: think there's, anything, is too much. I'm yeah. exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and how, how do to we pick? choose? Yeah. Yeah.
1: How do you narrow it down? All right, so Evil Engine, if people want to follow your exploits, be ready for that Kickstarter when it eventually comes, where do they find you? Uh, Colin. Mm. Colin, you tell Why me. You always ask me because I always say. Anyway. Uh,
0: yeah, so we're on Twitter, uh,
3: Facebook. Uh, we are on our own website, evilengineofficial.com. Um, and those are usually the best places to find us. Instagram, too. Instagram. We, we, we so got we a good. little, we little got, IG. The we kids got, are into that.
0: We got a gig salad. <laughs> we do have a gig
2: salad. Yeah. Did you guys know that was a thing? Because I didn't. What's well, we well, a gig on
3: salad? It. Don't forget Reverb Nation. You know <laughs>
0: Reverb. <laughs> Bandcamp.
2: Yeah. <laughs> gig salad is one of those websites that is intended, I think, for like impersonators and wedding bands. And for got whatever it. reason, we set up a p- profile on there. We actually got a booking out of it. So. I think,
1: if I'm not mistaken, I think I found you on Bandcamp. I don't think you submitted to my show. I think I maybe I found you on Bandcamp before you submitted it. I
2: okay. would like to think that.
1: Yeah, yeah Maybe like Radio <laughs> Coup d'Etat or something.
0: Or I would like father. to think that it wasn't
2: just me shamelessly sending you an email going, please like my band.
1: I don't remember. Maybe, maybe you did submit. I don't know. But in any event, you're I awesome. You're awesome. And I'm glad you're here. Um, <laughs> evil Engine, thank you for uh, joining me. And there's nothing really evil about you. This has been a delightful 25 minutes or so.
2: <laughs> it's only been 25 minutes. That's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So onward and upward for you. And uh, thanks again.
2: Thank you for thank having you. us. Thank this was a best. blast.